Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and for your mercy this morning. Thank you for this new day you have given us. Lord, thank you for bringing us, all of us here safely, to celebrate together, to worship together, and to praise together. Lord, as we now transition to the message, I pray, Lord, that the word of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who are here listening will be pleasing in your sight, O oh God. And I pray for any one of us who have been rebellious or allow pride to take forth in our lives, Lord, I pray for humility. I pray for repentance. I pray that we will spiritually go on our knees and worship you and lay down all of our crowns and all of our rights and all of our worries and all of our anxieties. And Lord, we trust that God, you will speak to us for your word is the truth, the truth to our lives. If there is no truth, there is no point in anything. But Lord, we depend upon your word. We feed upon your word. And we are thirsty for your presence here this morning. So, Lord, speak to us. For, Lord, we are listening. We need more of you today than yesterday. We just want to thank you for every single member who are here today. For bringing us, all of us here together, to worship you in spirit and in truth. So, God, I pray, again, as you transition, may hearts be pure before you. And may be pleasing in your sight, O oh God. For you alone are our rock and our redeemer. We thank you. We love you. We pray all these things. In your precious son, just cross me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. amen. And amen. 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 God bless you. Let's all take our seat. Let's turn to our neighbor and say happy Sunday. And happy Father's Day. God bless you. <laughs> it's good to be here this morning with you here on this beautiful Sunday to have service and to worship together. And today, we're going to continue on with the message, the message that we started as we went on our uh, Texas, Oregon uh, trip, which was the title, The War. And if you remember, part one was, what was it? The armor, right? So now today, on the second week, it's the same title, The War, part two, and it is called the truth. Can we turn to our neighbor and say the truth? Say, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> Good. All right, now let's begin with our main passage here found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 through 14. It begins with this. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Amen and amen. I want to start off with this question. What is the purpose to this one life? All you need to do is be accepting, they say. Be loving, they say. Be kind, they say. Be good, they say. That's what the world tells us to do. They say that is the purpose to your life, to be kind, to be loving, to be good, or to be successful. They say what you believe or the principle you stand for or believe in doesn't really matter, some people say. Then the question is, who defines what is good? Who defines the purpose to our lives? If it doesn't really matter... If all truth matters, where does good and the truth even come from? Who decides what is the ultimate truth? How do you know that your truths are truther than my truths? Well, ladies and gentlemen, as Christians, the scripture, the word of God tells us that our truth does not come from the opinions of this world, but it comes from the Lord. And where does the, our truth come from? It's from the word of God alone. Sola Scriptura. Sola means alone. Scriptura means writings. So sola scriptura, we understand. It's the scripture. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, it says all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped 
for every good work. What does it say? The Bible that you have in your hands, it is God breathed. Just as God breathed into Adam, to his nostrils, and gave him the gift of life. All scripture is God-breathed, meaning the word of God is alive. The scripture that you have in your hands, the scripture that you read, the scripture that you memorize, the scripture that you meditate, the scripture that we use for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, it is alive because our God is alive. That is our truth. Sola Scriptura. That's it. Nothing more and nothing less. That, as Christians, is what defines our ultimate truth. So with the scripture today, found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 to 14, it says, put on the armor of God. Right, right before that, it talks about the war that we fight, the war that we're in. It's the principalities and the darkness and the spiritual forces of this world. That's why he says, Paul tells us to put on the former of God. So when the day of evil comes, you may be able to say, it says three times the word stand. Stand your ground to stand and stand firm. And then right away, he gives us the first list of items to put on. He says, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the truth. If you do not know that sola scriptura, that the Bible is the ultimate truth, then you're already, you're already on the wrong foot. You're starting off on the wrong foot. You do not have your foundation down. Your foundation is sinking sand. It is not on the Christ, on Christ the rock I stand. It is on a sinking sand. So I want you to ask yourself this question right now this morning. Are you wearing the belt of truth buckled around your waist? Because the truth is the foundation to our faith. What is the truth? Again, it's the word of God. So point number one, find a firm footing on his word. Find a firm footing on his word. They say the most important thing to stay healthy is what? What do you think it is? Andy, why don't you go ahead? What do you think is the number one thing? Sleep. Okay, Brother Enrico? Exercise. Ronnie? Smoking? Huh? Inhale? What? Diet? Okay, yeah, those things are all important things. Yes. But they say one of the things that we really need to be careful for is when we are bedridden, especially when we get injured, especially the hip. That's why older people, when they fall, if you look at the nursing home, a lot of the people, even at the hospital, people who are somewhat healthy, the moment they cannot move, everything degenerates, right? Your body, your mind, the mental health, your physical health, and everything. Meaning, as we move in our lives, right? As you're walking day to day, they say you're more likely to get hurt when you're descending more than ascending, right? Ascending is kind of hard, right? As you're going up the hill or going up the steps, it's hard because for the cardio, it's hard. For the heart, it's hard. But ultimately, when you're going down, you need to be careful, right? Especially when you're going down a hill, going down the steps, especially your driveway, when it snows a lot, when it's icy, they say, be careful. So especially when we come from a high place, right? When we go to retreats or missions, when we come from a place of a prayer retreat or whatever it may be, we have a great week, a great weekend of prayer, and God speaks to us, God strengthens us, and God encourages us. What happens? We usually come back down from the mountain, and what we do is we don't find a firm footing in our steps, and therefore we slip. What happens when we slip? We fall. When we fall, we what? We break something. We get hurt. Eventually, it could lead to death. Or the fall is hard enough, if you don't know how to hit the brakes, you fall and you die. Or you slip, falling, right? And you need to get up. The reality is that a lot of Christians do not know how to find a firm footing on the Word of God. A lot of times we just depend on our emotions, 
oh, that was a great service because I cried, my emotions, or how I feel on that day and tomorrow, back and forth, blown here and there, never really understanding who I am or whose I am and my foundation in the Word of God. That's why, well, here to remind us here today, so point letter A, we need to stand on His Word. B, study his word. C, meditate on his word. D, memorize his word. E, know his word. F, apply his word. And G, plant yourself in his word. If you do not do these things, and your foundation is not on sola scriptura, on the truth of God, on his word, again, the word of God, all scripture is God-breathed, meaning it's alive. If you do not stand with the living God, you are not standing at all. You're standing with the devil. You're standing with the world. You're standing with the crowd. You are not standing upon his word. If you're not standing upon his word, you are not standing with the Lord. You're not standing on the rock of Christ. And every other foundation is a foundation that will crumble. Do not trust it. Do not depend on it. Do not rely on it. It will not get you far. You may think that you will get you far, but you will not get far at all. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. There are so many teachings out there, so many false prophets, people who claim to preach the word of God. And it says, don't be like an infant tossed back and forth by the waves, being tricked, blown here, blown there by every wind and kind of teachings. That's why we need to stand on his word, study his word. Meditate on his word, memorize his word, know his word, apply his word, and plant yourself in his word. Be careful, men and women of God, when you descend, especially when you come from a place of success. I have made it. I got what I asked for. The Lord gave me what I asked for. The Lord fixed my situation. He healed me from something. And then we descend like Moses, as he's descending from the mountain after he received the Ten Commandments, watch your footing, because the devil wants you to slip. Watch out for the slippery slope. And how do we avoid that? We plant ourselves in the Word of God, meaning our truths, quote-unquote truths, do not really matter. What matters is the Word of God. The Word of God is our ultimate truth. Is your ultimate truth. It's the code of your life. Amen. If you have that code down, any other hackers or Andy, they cannot hack you. Right? You, you're protected. No devil can hack you. No devil can destroy you. You're set. The word of God is our ultimate truth. Again, point number one, find a firm footing on his word. Point number two, find courage in Christ. Find courage in Christ. It takes courage, men and women of God, to put on the belt of truth. It takes courage to put on your armor. It takes courage for us to take that first step of faith, that leap of faith, that jump from the cliff as you're bungee diving jumping or diving or whatever you're doing it takes courage for us to go out into the battle knowing that we may get hurt that this is a fight it takes courage in christ we need to find courage in christ and this is not easy and will not be easy for many will come against you you need to go throughout that day when you wake up in that morning knowing that there are demonic forces there are attacks that are going to come against you and there are going to be people who are going to be against you so point letter a satan b demonic spirits before i do c let's quickly go ahead and read ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 12 the first i share last week the main scripture 
two verses before our main passage here today. But found in verse 10 to 12, and the heading says the armor of God. It says what? Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So we understand right away that as Christians, this is a spiritual fight. The people may say, oh, it's just some sort of a physical addiction, some sort of you need to change maybe your setting. Yes, those things can be true, but ultimately what is the core of it is a, a spiritual attack. It is a spiritual fight. It is the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms that are coming full force against you to what? To destroy you, to kill you, to steal your faith so that you can slip and you can fall. It could be immobile. Ultimately, what happens? So that we can die. Satan. Demonic spirits. Let us see. Worldly rulers. D. Dark powers. E. Proud pawns filled with evil spirits. We must know our enemy. One of the stores that we stopped by in Oregon, uh, I mean, we saw a bunch of things, a uh, bunch of uh, crazy things that are going on in our world today. And there's this one lady that just looked normal, and we walked in, and she kind of wouldn't stop. I mean, it was no big deal, but it's like something in her wouldn't allow her to stop from speaking. Like, you guys are, look like you guys are going safari, and making fun of Arlene's outfit, not mine, and saying things and just saying little comments that may affect and may try to make you get bothered. Little attacks here and there, little pokes here and there. And if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, we do not have the wisdom to know what to speak or how to speak. We will talk foolish things. Foolish things will come out of our mouths. And you are filled with something else. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you're filled with evil spirits. That's it. So as Christians, we must know our enemy. You must know who you are fighting against. You must know by nature the whole world who follows the prince of this world is against Christ. So if the world and the devil, Satan, and the prince of this world who is Satan is against Christ. We are what? We are for Christ. Therefore, he is against you. He hates you. He hates you with a passion, especially the females, especially the women, because the serpent went against Eve. And Satan hates the human world. People acting evil, bringing harm against you. You may be starting a new job, and you may be attacked for no reason, for absolutely no reason, because the devil wants to attack you. He wants to bring you down. This is why we need, we need the Holy Spirit, right? Why? Because it's a spiritual fight. Holy Spirit. He is the ultimate spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to fight the evil spirit. I mean, that makes sense. You cannot fight evil spirit with one, two, right? Or with your throw, judo throw, or your wrestling moves, your weapons, our physical weapons, it will not work. We need the strengthening and the filling of the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus says in John 16, verse 13. Jesus says, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will what? Guide you into all the truth. 
What is that truth? It's the Word of God. It's the relationship that you have with Christ. Let's sing that song together. My hope is built on nothing less on Christ's solid rock and stand. Right? Ready? One, two, three. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. You guys are messing me up right now. Hang on, hang on. Start again, start again. <laughs> hang on. Can someone just sing it real quick? Andy, can you sing it? Nothing less. The sweetest frame, but holy lean on Jesus' name. I'm getting messed up with the last song that we did. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Ready? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen. And this song will help transition to our last point. Again, point number two was find courage in Christ. Why? Because Satan, demonic spirits, worldly rulers, dark powers, proud pawns, filled with evil spirits are all against us as Christians. So on Christ the solid rock I stand leads to our point number three. Complete the belt of truth by putting on the breastplate of righteousness. I'll say that again. I know it's a little long. But this is very important. Complete the belt of truth by putting on the breastplate of righteousness. What we need to understand about these armors, guys, men and women of God, listen carefully. The ordering is very important. Do you understand? The ordering of how you put on this armor, this outfit, is very important. If the belt is a little loose, the breastplate will come right off. Do you understand? You need to tie that belt. Individuals with pants hanging, shoes loosing, we cannot have that. We need to tie our shoes. And we need to tie our belt. We must tie in our truth so that there is no room for compromises. Because the truth of God is what's going to save us. And you need to put on the belt first. You do not put shoes on and then socks. You do not put pants on and then the undergarment after. Unless you're Superman. Unless you're a superhero. The ordering is very important. So, so point letter A. Tighten the belt. Tighten it. Tying the truth. Don't let your truth become the truth, but let the truth become your truth. The truth is the word of God. Tying the belt. B, put on the breastplate. For without A, the truth, the righteousness of Christ, we will surely die. What is righteousness? Righteousness by definition is this. It is a behavior that is done trying to be morally correct. It's justice, it's virtue, it's uprightness, right? Trying to do what is right. As humans, the, the, the reality is, the truth is, the Bible tells us, the standard for righteousness is too high. That's why we humans cannot save ourselves. We cannot sacrifice on our own because we are too sinful. We have too many debts. We are sinners by birth. So true righteousness cannot and will not be found in any human being, but only through one man. It is the Son of Man. Who is he? It's Jesus Christ, fully man and fully God, as we went over a few weeks ago. So tying the belt, put on the breastplate of righteousness. In other words, put the belt, put the breastplate of righteousness, make sure it's tucked in and tightened. And letter A, let me just... Recycle, letter ABC. Only through Christ alone be cleansing of sin through repentance in Christ alone. See, indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That's how we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Through Christ alone, cleansing of sin through repentance in Christ alone, and indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This cannot be done in our own strength. 
by our own strength. It cannot be done. Because the Bible makes it clear, Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. All. Romans 3, 10 to 12, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. The scriptures I shared in Oregon last Sunday, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. By nature, we are no good. Isaiah 64, verse 6, all of us have become like one who is unclean. And what does it say? And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. If you remember one of the incidents, one of the things that we did was to give some food, some donuts to this homeless man. Nursing home. Whatever we do, all of our righteous acts that I think is good, the Bible tells us are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Even if you try to find firm footing on your friendships, on your relationships, eventually as you go down, you can try to hold on to those th things as your foundation, but ultimately it will crumble under your feet. You will slip, eventually you will fall, and ultimately when we die, we will end up in hell. But thanks be to God and praise be to God that there is a good news. And this is the gospel. Here is the good news. Second Corinthians 5, 21. Let's all read together. Ready? One, two, three. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him that we might become the righteousness of God. Your righteousness cannot do anything for you. All the good people who are fighting the good fight, or they think they're fighting the good fight, they are involved in charity, they're doing good work, they help the poor, they give money to the poor, they allow the poor to stay in their house, they help the people and the people who are less fortunate, way more than Christians do. But their righteousness, as it says here in Isaiah 64, are like filthy rags. All of our righteous acts are like filthy rags rags but here Paul tells in 2nd Corinthians 5 21 in him we might become the righteousness of God because he became sin for us the scripture says our sin went on Christ and when he died the ultimate death once and for all we were saved our sin was no more hallelujah Hosanna, what's the difference? Ronnie, what's the difference? Hallelujah and Hosanna, what's the difference? Hallelujah means? Yes, praise God, praise the Lord. And then Hosanna means? Andy? Hosanna. Praise the Lord, okay. <laughs> Same thing, but it means more like crying out, Lord, save us. Save us, Lord. Hosanna. That's why when Jesus came to Jerusalem, they were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest. Um, saying, save, you're the Messiah, save us. Hallelujah means praise the Lord, praise God. Amen. The breastplate of righteousness. Let me say it again. The breastplate of Christ's righteousness has been issued to every single one of us here today to every Christian, to every sinner who have repented. If you have repented, then the breastplate of Christ's righteousness is on you. And what does the breastplate do? It helps protect the vital organs, right? The main organs, everything that helps function the body, the main thing that matters. It's not like a little finger where it gets cut off and you can still move like a gangster and keep going. Or your arm, Ronnie has only one arm, he's playing tennis, he's bleeding out. But if your main organ, your vital organ is damaged, a human can only go so far. And the main tactic of Satan is to attack the big blow first to the vital organs. And if he can do that, 
then he's got you in the first step. That he's going to win first round. Breastplate of Christ's righteousness has been issued to every sinner who has repented before the Lord. And mainly protects the heart. The heart represents the life. We don't go around putting on worldly armors. They are useless. Just like David with Saul's armor. He tried. He couldn't. But what did David do? Spiritually speaking, he put on the spiritual armor of God. Before Ephesians 6 was even written, King David when he was a baby David, when he was a teenage David, he put on the full armor of God. That's why he was able to defeat Goliath. Again, all of this must be done in its correct order. The belt of truth must first be firmly in place because without the belt of truth righteousness let's say you don't have the belt of truth on you right and you just put on the breastplate of righteousness then what it becomes is you're just putting it on and it becomes Andy's righteousness to impress the Lord to impress God God look look at my piano skills so good look I'm so beautiful right gives a smile with that The belt of truth must be firmly in its place. That's the foundation. That's the main thing. And then afterwards, you put on the breastplate of righteousness that's been bestowed upon you. Because if you don't, like John 15, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked out, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, and ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. If you are Christ's disciples, you will have your belt firmly in place. So your cloak will not get open. Your breastplate will stay in place. It will not turn the opposite direction. And then you get stabbed and hit the vital organ. You need to make sure that we put on the belt of truth first. And then we put on the breastplate of righteousness. And I say choose to wear this breastplate because it is our choice. Ultimately, the Lord gives us the choice to put on the belt to put on the armor. He cannot do it for you. We need to choose every day to put on the armor of God. Each day. And you'll see the difference when you do, when you don't. Because at the end of the day, you'll be defeated. And if you keep going in your Christian life without the armor of God, eventually what will happen? You will die. You see people walking away from church? That's exactly what happens. Because they do not put on the armor of God. They're so full of self-righteousness. They're so full of pride, full of themselves, thinking that they can make it in their own strength. And they find themselves defeated. They do not have a firm footing on the gospel, on the word of God. And therefore they slip, they break something, and they're never able to recover. Spiritually they're paralyzed. And they'll be paralyzed forever. Eventually it's spiritual suicide. And it's spiritual death. And that's what the devil wants. He wants you to be useless. But as Christians, we understand this is a war. Praise be to God and thanks be to God that he is a God of all healer. Amen? Amen. Even when we fall, he will heal us when we repent. Meaning it's never too late unless we die. So while we still have breath today, may we remember... Just like the pen you guys received for the trip, Ephesians 6. Particularly here, the scripture, verse 13 to 14. Therefore, put on the former of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. It needs to be in place. 
That's how we fight. That's how, I, how we fight the spiritual battles. And that's how we win every single day. And as you choose to wear this breastplate, and as you choose to wear this belt, if you develop a cycle, a heart, a healthy cycle, a lifestyle based on this passage, putting on the former of God, a habit that pleases the Lord, you'll see that your lives will be transformed. You're going to see it. It's been justified, and it's going to be sanct- it is going to be sanctified. It's going to be a life that pleases the Lord in your thoughts and in our actions. And when we put on the armor of God, we are saying to the world and to the Lord and to ourselves, as we look at ourselves in the mirror, we say that I am living for the Lord. Today I will please the Lord. Today I will follow the Lord. You do not go out there shoveling snow with sandals. You do not go out there start cutting wood with an axe that is broken. You spend hours sharpening it. You spend hours getting, you, not hours, hopefully you won't get, take too long getting ready. But you, you, you get my point. We get ourselves ready before we go out for the battle. And sometimes there's a raid, a surprise attack in the middle of the night. You see even in movies, if you may have soldier friends, you hear a raid and something happening, what do they first go for? They don't just go out. Maybe they have to, but they start looking for their gear. They start putting on their pants. They start doing whatever they can. If they can't, they just they grab the weapon. They grab what they can. But you cannot fight like that for too long, right? Eventually, someone has to cover for you. Give me a second. Let me go put it on. All right, let's go. We need to have the right gear. We need to be ready. This has to be a cycle. Every day, a lifestyle. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Live for the Lord. Please the Lord. Follow the Lord. Every day. We need to wire our brain into thinking, into knowing, and into living. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. And amen. The devil wants your heart. How do you protect the heart? Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Make sure it's in place. How do you keep it in place? The belt of truth. If you have that, then you're already there. In the following weeks, we're going to go over more, more body armors. But make sure, please make sure this week, remember the belt of truth. Remember the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. And amen. And I hope that with this message, that you'll be strengthened and encouraged, especially in this new week. Some of us with a new job and a new season that we are entering. And may we come together and be reminded here today of why we're here and who our God is. Amen. And with that truth, I want to take some time um, to pray. And I would like for us to just pray before the Lord and really communicate with the Lord talk to him, speak to him, and cry out to him. And also at the same time, listen to what he has and what he wants to say to you. And as we commune with the Lord in prayer, may we surrender our hearts and may we put on the full armor of God. Amen. And with that, let's just come together at this very moment.
Do not worry about who's sitting next to you or who's around you. Let's just surrender ourselves wholly unto the Lord. Let's remember to put on the belt of truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you. Heavenly Father, we need you. Help us to put on the belt of truth, the gospel, and the word of God, which becomes my foundation. May we all find a firm footing in our steps, especially in our descent. We're descending, or we're ascending. For all of our members who are here, faithfully day in, day out. As we've been faithful in our walk with you, Lord, I pray that we'll be strong in our walk with you, Lord. That we'll be protected when we have the foundation set. May we put on the belt, the truth, and the breastplate of righteousness. We need you here today. We need you desperately, God. Strengthen us. Strengthen us. Watch over us. Lead our hearts in the right direction. And for those who need to repent here today, I want to encourage you to repent and to repent before the Lord. Holy Spirit, forgive us. Jesus, forgive us. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us, God, of not putting you first in our lives. Forgive us, Lord, for not putting on the armor of God each and every single day. Thinking that we could just breeze by and we can just try to make in our own strength and our own righteousness each and every single day. And we realize at the end of that day that we all fall short of the glory of God. And that God, I have tried to live in my own strength and it is not enough and it will never be enough. But the scripture, it's all the scripture that reminds us here today. That God, it is only by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is only by the foundation that is found in Jesus Christ that we are saved and that we are restored. So may we find our firm footing here today upon your word and repent before you, God. Repent every day, every single hour, every single moment we repent before you, God. For we have committed and falling short. Transform our being. Transform our being. Listen, our DNA. You can rescue us from this life of sin. Only by the blood that washes away our sins. It's only by the cross of our Lord. Jesus Christ. We love you.
to when Satan tempts me to despair. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, of what I look and see in there, who made a Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free, for God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me, to look on him and pardon me. Lord, we stand today here not because, God, we think we're good or we deserve it or that we are able to save ourselves, but, Lord, simply that, God, that we are sinners saved by the grace and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're reminded here today to put on the belt of truth and to put on the breastplate of righteousness that's firmly in its place. May not be shaken away. May we not choose one day to let go. But may we always grab the gear that is readily available for us. The breastplate of righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the truth of the gospel, which is the word of God. The word of God, all scripture is God-breathed. It is alive here today. It is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting the soul, for training in righteousness. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. So that us, your servant, as we are your servant, Lord, that we may be thoroughly equipped for doing every good work. Amen. And amen. amen. So God, strengthen us. Watch over us, watch over our church, watch over our partners, New Church of Oregon, Life Reach Church, and also the Rainbow Church. Watch over the leaders, watch over the staff, watch over the members, watch over us, O oh Lord. For we are all here for one thing, that's to live for you and to die for you. Nothing more, nothing less. We breathe you. Lord, in and out, daily. We thank you, we love you. Pray all these things. In your precious Son, just cause me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Let's transition uh, to our offering prayer. Uh, I'll just pray for us real quick. Our Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for again for giving us the opportunity to give to you what is already yours everything we have is yours help us to be faithful stewards and for faithful managers of the monetary things that you have given us here on this earth may be used to further the work of your kingdom in this life may be used to further the reach of the lost souls so that we could Use it on missions, on outreaching, and let it be used for your glory and for your glory alone. We thank you. We love you. We don't give out of a forced heart, but Lord, out of a generous and a giving heart. We thank you. We love you. For all these things, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
you and may the Lord keep you and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you and may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and now may the God of peace the great shepherd of the sheep equip you with everything good especially the armor of God for doing his will may continue work within us what is pleasing in his sight through his one and only son Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. And as God's people, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you all in the back.